I just noticed in the show notes page, you, you titled this actually as midfielder week. So we will stick with the midfielder <laughs> week and we will, we'll go there. Let's, uh, let's kick it off here. Welcome to Scissor Tail Nation, your local Tulsa, Oklahoma podcast covering all things FC Tulsa with an overview of the broader USL Championship League and a look at our men's and women's national teams and their players competing for club teams abroad. We are happy to have you with us and hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us. My name is Brian. And my name is Bo. Welcome back to episode three of the Scissor Tail Nation podcast. Yeah. Glad to be with you here, Bo. Thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a bit. We're on a Monday night, but hey, we're we're here. We're doing this. We're going to try to put some good content out here for you for hopefully the next 30 days. I feel like I've been in here so long. The walls are closing in. I don't know what day it is. In fact, I don't know what day it is so bad that yesterday my wife and I thought it was Easter and we almost had our egg hunt with the kids. And about 10 minutes before we got started, we figured out that Easter is next weekend. So um, we avoided having a, uh, a preliminary egg hunt round with the kids, which they probably would have enjoyed, but it would have been a little bit awkward when we've told them afterwards that that was just the trial run. Sorry, guys. The the kids were thinking, you know, this is preseason. The power rankings are going to come out next week and then before the real Easter hunt. So they were just trying to scope out the competition, I bet, you know. Yeah, and then, the then, two of them. and then we start the real egg hunt. And after they find their first egg, I say, you know what? We're going to go ahead and pause this season. We we may continue this next month. Wait, thank you, thank you for sharing that. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, is is that too soon? Are we are we not allowed to joke about that yet? Hey, I mean Easter's you know it's next Sunday, so I mean we're good. We got time. Well, happy holiday. Do you say that for Easter? Do you say happy holiday, or is that only reserved for Christmas and New Year's? But you know what? I'm gonna say it anyway. Happy holiday to everybody. It's Easter on Sunday, and uh, hope everybody enjoys their egg hunts and their good time with their families. Yeah. So, Bo, um, today we're gonna do. Pretty much what you categorized as a midfielders episode since, um, well, please tell us what's coming up here. So, yeah, we'll do a midfielder episode today just because with everything going on, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of national team news or just USL news. It's just kind of waiting for this whole thing to pass before uh, we can get to playing soccer again. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the midfielders today and just kind of recap um, you know who's gonna have a good season and who we're looking forward to next season, hopefully. But yeah, we're just gonna start off with the midfielders today, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes today. So, so basically, you're telling me that all of my fun in adding the music and all of the skits and different things in the middle of the show is taken away because you want to cover one topic this episode. That is exactly what I'm saying. All right, we're fine. No, no music whatsoever in this podcast. Just we'll we'll talk in monotone voices the whole time. So. It's just just 20 minutes of us talking about midfielders. All right. So the uh, looking at the midfielders, I just noticed in the show notes page, you, you titled this actually as midfielder week. So we will stick with the midfielder <laughs> week and we will we'll go there. Let's uh, let's kick it off here. Uh, Kieran Winters. What do, what do you have for us on him? Kieran Winters, uh, local kid from Tulsa. He won three state championships in high school and he was actually coached by Mr. Ensian himself when he was in the Tulsa youth soccer system. So he knows his coaching style, Ensian's coaching style. So I think what we're looking for from Kieran Winters is just, or Kieran Winters, excuse me, is just, um, you know, kind of behind the scenes looking at the 
current veteran midfielders on the pitch and how they're playing, how they're stepping to the ball, how they're going forward with the attacking player. So I think it's just kind of a sit back and we'll put you in if we need, uh, if there's an injury or um, if we're really in desperate need for some some youth fire on the field. And uh, before FC Tulsa, Karen actually spent some time with the Sporting Kansas City Development Academy. He got 35 appearances for them and 23 starts. So he's had the experience there with, with a premier club, I'd say, in the world of U.S. soccer. So we'll definitely expect a lot of things to come from Mr. Winters in the couple years. But in general, you're yeah. not expecting to see him on the pitch a lot this year? Not so much, yeah. I think he'll just kind of come in whenever, maybe in like the 70th, 78th minute when we're up ahead by three goals to nil or when it's just a comfortable win, just kind of go in there, uh, just get some minutes in. Yeah, you know what? I, I much rather that scenario than, than the flip of that. I do like people coming in for 3-0 wins um, instead of just trying to get some exercise and, and some focus and um, practice in on on a 3-0 down. So, yes, 3-0 wins, that's when he will come in, and there are going to be a lot of those when we get this season going again. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if you mentioned it, He's but he's actually fairly young. He was born in 2001, so he's 18, 19 years old right now. Um, that will definitely be some youth fire when we put him on the field. Um, maybe some of these older guys can be motivated by him and uh, try to keep up. So after Winters, the next youngest is Ayagawa, who's 22. Uh, so I think that will really... Um, I mean, Kieran, he, yeah, he, like you said, he's hopefully going to put some fire under the older guys' belts, and maybe we'll see him start a game. I don't think we'll um, see too much from Winters this season. Well, who do we have next? We're going to move on to Brian Reyes, hailing from Euro Honduras. Yes, so Reyes, he he's more a defensive center midfielder, so we may see him in the back four as well if NCN continues to go with a 4-3-2-1, but overall he is, um, I mean, he is that central uh, defender, so he'll prove some some quality minutes for the club. I think one thing that's interesting about Reyes is that on uh, transfermarket.com, he's ranked the 88th best Honduran player in the world, and if you think about that, where Honduras, I mean, it's a football country, right, so... You have football players in the MLS and the USL, USL2. Being 88th overall in the world is pretty special. I mean, at least I think. I think that's a good thing to have under your belt. And then, yeah, before FC Tulsa, he played down in Honduras from 2014 to 2019. He had 50 uh, 50 appearances and then 35 starts. Hmm. So I think what we'll expect from Reyes is that I think he'll have a lot more minutes in the winters. Uh, I don't want to compare him to Winters, but I think overall he's just he's older. He has the the minutes. He he knows. Um, he has the experience, is what you're saying. Basically, yeah, he just has the experience. Yeah, so yeah. I think we'll see him start a couple more games, and but I wouldn't be surprised if Ensign deployed him as one of the back four. So. Okay. Have a look out for that. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he did have the Hungarian football experience and then he was without a club for a little bit and then he ended up going down to Honduras to play there. So coming up here, signing, I think it was early last year because he was a part of the Roughnecks when he came up originally. And then um, I will say one thing you said it was transfermarket.com. I just want to correct because it is a pretty awesome website for people to get there. So it's originally, um, I found it as a German website, transfermarkt.de. 
Um, and then that's marked as an M-A-R-K-T. So if you just do transfermarked.us, then you can actually get to a lot of information on players, their value, uh, previous clubs. It's pretty user-friendly. So if you haven't gone to that before, if you don't have any experience with that site, it's in multiple different languages and it's a, a lot of, um, it's a pretty decent resource if you're going to go study up on a player or find out where they've been or what their stats are. I, th- I think he does bring, you know, on the note of experience, like you had said, a lot of starts um, in multiple different international leagues, right? Leaving his home and then going up to Europe to play to start out with was probably emotionally a toll as well, leaving the family to play somewhere else that you're not familiar with. So getting accustomed to living in the States, traveling around here, I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal um, for him you know, kind of going city to city to play on these away games as well, which can be a little bit of a factor for people that aren't used to doing that for some of the international players. So next, Lebo Maloto. He hails from, I'm really sorry, Lebo, I'm going to try it. I think it's Polokwane, South Africa. I apologize if you hear this and I did not pronounce your hometown correctly. Previously came to us from Nashville, and then he went to college down in Lindsey Wilson College in Kentucky, but also has a lot of experience coming into here. Uh, one of the older guys as well at 29, played for multiple different clubs. And, you know, what, what do you think about what he's going to bring to us here? You you said he has the experience, his age being 29. But another thing that he brings is overall uh, endurance. So when he wasn't playing for Lindsay College in Kentucky, he uh, was playing for the Des Moines Menace in the USL League 2. So always playing football. I think that's what's really going to be Maloto's strength on the team is that when you're um, traveling to away games or when you're traveling when you have multiple games throughout the week I think that's where he's going to really step up and just be a captain who's not technically a captain on the pitch I think we'll see some some big moments from him one interesting fact I looked up about Maloto was that he was expected to join the Seattle Sounders but he chose to finish his education so uh, good, good man. Pro- I mean, I, I say that not getting ready to sign probably a bigger contract going to Seattle, but education is important. Kids, all of you listening out there, uh, choose education. Yeah. And then just a quick, uh, right before uh, FC Tulsa, Moloto spent some time with Nashville Soccer Club where he had 59 appearances, 12 goals, and 15 assists. So right there, you see the numbers. I mean, right away, he'll, he'll definitely put some assists and goals in the net for us. Yeah, I hope so. We we saw the only assist for the, squ- the squad yet this year came from him, um, that deep pass that he had up to Rodrigo, and um, he was able to connect pretty well for that for that shot right underneath the goalie. So that was um, he's already shown a little bit of his talents and what he's going to bring to the squad. Speaking of Rodrigo, uh, the Brazilian himself, uh, he played for uh, the United Premier League United Premier Soccer League in Florida in 2018 and he actually won the conference title uh with the florida soccer soldiers nice so i think rodrigo he's 26 so he does have the experience but going your the first goal of the season against a team like sacramento that builds something else it's confidence Mm -hmm. i think and just keeping that confidence is really important over the next month or however long this is but that's where Rodrigo has the advantage here over any of the players on the team is that he has the confidence he got the first goal and he's hoping to get more in the season well not only the confidence right but the ability to be fluid on the lines too you know coach Encian switched him from 
uh, being, I think he was in the mid, and then he came up to be uh, one, of, one of the wingers or the left forward there, and then that's where he was hit for the pass by Maloto to be able to score that goal. So being able to adjust to the position and adjust to the responsibilities within you know, minutes and then immediately made an impact there uh, in that game against Sacramento. Yeah, definitely. And you bring up a good point there where it's like Coach Ancian made some plays where Altamirano, he came in for defender Matt Sheldon in the 78th minute, and then Ayagawa came in in the 56th minute for Boake. Um, So a lot of these midfielders can be deployed as, you know, defensemen or uh, attacking players. So I think that's, that's what's really cool about our midfielders. Yeah. It shows that we're not afraid to, to do what we need to do to get, you know, to be victorious, to, to press and, and um, hopefully get the win. Rodrigo, like you said, he's not one of the older guys, not one of the younger guys, kind of the middle of the road there, still has a lot of experience. Even though it was the UPSL and it's not, you know, one of the premier leagues of the country, it is still a victory winning the league you know, and getting sort of that championship mentality can be a lot when you're coming to a squad and showing others how to be in the winning mentality. When he went to school at Florida National University, he was a back-to-back champ in mm-hmm. uh, 2017 and 2018. So, yeah, just having that winning mentality, knowing what it takes and uh, just persevere throughout the season, I think he's going to be really big for us. Yeah, I mean, almost not accepting not being a winner, right, and, and saying, like, look, guys, we are better than this. We are going to go out there. We are going to win. And don't tell me we're not. We're going to put in the effort that we need to get this done. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've never met met him in person, but just looking at his picture on everything I've ever seen, he looks like a pretty serious down-to-business down, down to business kind of guy. So, and I can appreciate that, and his, his play showed it too. There we go. Nice. So, Eric Bird, let's shift on over to him for a little bit. He comes from an MLS club, Houston Dynamo. Before that, he was over at University of Virginia. So, what what have you read about him, or what what do you think? Eric Bird, so I, I kind of went on a deep dive on Eric Bird because I like to find out, you know, besides their right before FC Tulsa, you know, what happened in college or if they went to college or what happened to them in high school. So uh, Eric Bird, he, he has a lot of just experience over his belt just coming up through the high school to college to the pros. And, you know, starting off, he won two championships in Virginia, high school soccer, and he was high school player of the year in 2011. And then he led, he was captain of the 2014 Virginia soccer team. And then with the Rio Grande Valley FC Toros, he actually debuted against the Tulsa Roughnecks in 2016. And then he scored his first goal against Oklahoma City Energy. So, I mean, he has that experience with that, with the Rio Grande Valley and Houston Dynamo system. And um, he was actually captain of the Rio Grande Valley Toros for a little bit. And he was called up because he was doing so well to the Houston Dynamo squad. So I think mm-hmm. where he where he comes into play is that even though that we're not in relegation or there's we're not connected to a club to be called up to to play in the MLS or to play wherever you want to play next, he he does have that you know the attitude to where hey, this is what it takes to get to the next level. We're not going to be the next expansion team, but you know we're going to play like we're going to be. Uh, relegated to uh, the MLS next year. So I think that's where he's going to bring that to the squad and hopefully just get the guys hyped up for the next game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I talking to, we were just talking about Rodrigo, right? Bringing that winner's mentality. Well, Eric has got a lot of leadership experience here, which is another mentality to bring to a squad because not everybody can be a leader. And 
I wonder if he would be sort of in that candidate running if Bradley Bourgeois or Ariel Martinez are not going to be on the pitch, if he's going to take up the captain's band or the co-captain's band and or vice-captain's band and sort of step into that position since he has all of that experience anyway. Yeah, and he's only 26. So, I mean, he, he definitely has a, like 10 years of good soccer under his belt. So he'll be, he'll be good. I think just because he ex- his experience with the Houston Dynamo you know, hopefully he can get on that U.S. national team and just represent FC Tulsa well. So I think that'd be a cool connection to have mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. So Eric Bird brings a lot of experience, a lot of leadership qualities, and six appearances in the MLS to the squad. So there's not a lot of MLS appearances with our players, and that is something that I think that we can all um, latch on to and, and learn from in terms of the the level of intensity that's required to perform at a a high level all the time if that hopefully that makes sense yeah i think i think you bring up a good point there where mls is it's currently the top league in the united states and just having any experience in the top league in your country i think that's important to have Mm -hmm. so So moving on doesn't have as much experience in years as eric bird but rafael ayagua he definitely has some experience in also playing for some foreign squads um, in different countries and comes to us from, uh, I think it's Kaboko, Nigeria. But so he's yeah. he's played in Nigeria. He's also played in Norway. Uh, and now he's going to play in the U.S. Hey, real quick, I just want to say that you're, you're questioning these pronunciations. I can honestly say that they sound perfect in my ears. I mean, just <laughs> they sound good. Okay, well, yeah, I, I give it an honest try. I, I just figure a lot of other languages are probably not as complicated as English to where you have, like, silent letters and all these other things. So I just go yeah. for whatever it looks like, and hopefully that works out, and, and I don't sound too much like an idiot here. No, you're good. Yeah, I mean, well-traveled. Um, been in the yes, league since yeah. 2017. Uh, played in Nigeria first, and then you know a couple squads there. And then he went up to Lillestrøm in Norway, and then went back to the NPSL or that Nigerian Premier League, and then uh, now he's here in FC Tulsa. So I'm not 100% sure if we're going to get a lot of playtime out of him every single match. What do you think? I agree. Yeah, I could see NCN playing together uh, Nigerians on the team because they have the that international um, or just that, yeah, that home connection there. So I think with Udo and Uzo, I could see NCN playing um, – him with them or just on the same same lineup not sure would it be like a, a one two up top or um i think it'd be interesting to see but yeah i i agree i don't think we'll see too many minutes from rafael here yeah he's younger too so we have some other experienced guys on top of him I and mean, ages and everything when you're getting on a squad by any means but experience definitely is and maybe he'll come in uh, get some starts. I, I think we'll see some multiple starts out of him, but I think he might come in as a reserve some of these times, or as a as a sub some of these times. Especially if we're going to be in an attacking mindset, he's not going to be a part of that attacking squad too many times. He's he's defensive minded in most of his play in in the past. So we'll have to see exactly how much time he gets. Maybe we could be completely off base here, but um, I think he'd get you know about average for what everybody else does. I don't think he's going to be every single game on on the pitch like some of these guys might be. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's fair assessment. Last and certainly not least, we've got Christian Altimirano um, coming down from Honduras, and he's going to bring one of one of our more experienced players coming up here. And uh, what do you think, Bo? Yeah, Altimirano, he does have that experience from playing in Honduras. Um, he played for Real Sociedad 
38 appearances and seven goals. And then for Real España, 60 appearances and seven goals. So he does have that goal scoring ability. And he also just has the appearances to prove that he's able to be involved in the attack and also uh, help the team win games. So I think I think he'll prove a, a quality player for us. He's uh, he's more used to NCN's coaching style, so I think he'll he'll have more starts than um, you know, say like the younger guys on in the midfield. So I think well, it'll be good for us. Yeah, I don't I don't think you bring a guy like this up here if you're not intending on playing him a lot. You know, he he has years of experience. He did bounce around between a lot of clubs down in Honduras, but. You know, maybe that's common down there. I don't I don't personally follow the Honduran soccer leagues down there, so maybe they do bounce around a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Think about it from another sports perspective like baseball or uh, basketball. You've got a lot of journeymen that go through multiple different squads that come and play key roles when they're on their teams as a sixth man or, you know, as a shooting guard and maybe not, not the star player in a basketball team, but they're still bringing a lot of experience and a lot of um, sort of vibe. Again, like Rodrigo and like Eric, um, just having that vibe and that experience and sort of that drive to make everyone else around you better is, I think, something that Altamirano can bring for us. Yeah, definitely. You do have the journeyman, but then you also have the the loan spells as well, and I think that's mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe some of these guys are looking to use it as a loan spell. You know, let's give it my all at FC Tulsa. Let's see what we can do here, and then more power to them if they go up to the MLS or over to the Premier League. I mean, that's. I don't, I don't think we'd be mad about that just because they're improving their game and they came from where? FC Tulsa. So they're connected to us um, throughout their career. They're abroad. They're Americans. They're not just in Europe for the baguettes. They're playing club football. Here's an update of how they're doing. Ha, ha, ha. So, Bo, I know that you said I wasn't allowed to do music this time, but I'm going to throw some in here anyway. Now that we had gone through our midfielders and had our midfielder week here as an episode with FC Tulsa, I wanted to talk about one of our boys abroad who is actually a part of that Wigan Athletic squad. It is Mr. Anthony Robinson. Nice. So even though Anthony was born in Milton Keynes, England, again, there's a questionable pronunciation. That's K-E-Y-N-E-S. I think that's Keynes has one start under his uh, seven appearances under his belt on the senior squad for the U.S. With this partnership that FC Tulsa is sort of garnering with Wigan Athletic over there in Manchester, I thought I would tie this in for a little bit of our boys abroad kind of a dynamic and sort of highlight him as I did get a little bit frustrated with the fact that there's not any soccer live on TV. So I played a rerun game of Wigan Athletic playing against Millwall back on February 22nd. And spoiler alert, go ahead and forward 15 seconds if you want to be able to watch this game. But they ended up winning, one to nothing. And I thought that that was a really cool match to watch, especially kind of as we've progressed here and sort of seen this Wigan Athletic sort of partnership you know, with FC Tulsa kind of grow. And um, I think that now I can support a team in English championship and watch them hopefully next year, get promoted up to the Premier League. I mean, I, I liked how you tied in the music with this. I think that's a sly move there. No, um, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in all seriousness, like having just the national team talk, even if it's just one player, 
it's it's great to have that you and with Wigan Athletic. I think that's that's also pretty big too. So we wish Anthony Robinson the best of luck at Wigan and um I mean I, I intend to watch some games as well. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I, hey, you know what? I think maybe um, we can even put together maybe a little bit of a tribute episode for our boys in Wigan Athletic over there. And um, since we're going to be searching for some content, since we're not going to have you know soccer for another four or five weeks anyway, it looks like sadly that um, we can talk about them a little bit as well. But um, yeah, so uh, Anthony Robinson, our boys abroad, also has a connection through FC Tulsa through Wigan Athletic. So I thought it was pretty pertinent to bring him up today. Why don't you uh, close us out, Bo, with some of the news and stuff that's upcoming here that we might want to be wor- uh, considering. Yeah, so with the uh, with the podcast, uh, so next week we'll be looking at the uh, goalkeeper, or excuse me, the defenders, since um, in the first podcast we did talk about the defensive third uh, just a little bit, but we didn't go to uh, go into as much detail as we did as the strikers or the midfielders this time. So we're going to spend some time on the defenders, and then um, from there we'll just keep on looking out for more USL news and uh, more national team news for you guys. Yeah, I think we couldn't have said that those guys did such a good job on the defensive third and then shortchange them on doing a, a full overview of everybody else on the pitch except for them and the goalies who really are what pulled the draw out for us in that game against Sacramento. So um, good idea. I'm, I'm on board, and we'll get that done uh, next week. If anybody does want to interact with us, we are on Twitter. It'll be in the outro. And then also, if you have show ideas or anything in specific that you would like us to cover, please send us an email. Um, or we've also got iTunes. We got the reviews there. Uh, let us know how we're doing, and we appreciate all the feedback. This concludes our episode. We hope you enjoyed joining us for All Things FC Tulsa with an overview of the broader USL Championship League and a look at our men's and women's national teams and their players competing for club teams abroad. Thank you again for listening. Interact with us on Twitter at scissortailnation underscore FC or send us an email at scissortailnation at gmail.com.